So welcome back from the desk of Lowe. As you can see here, uh, this is a monumental episode right here. Uh, we have some returning guests and uh, some first timers right here too. Uh, for the first time, we've actually been trying to get them on since 2018, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So for the first guest that I have now, keep it on the West Coast, legendary lyricist. This man was Kendrick Lamar before Kendrick Lamar. He was Eminem before Eminem. He's a part of a million groups. Well, I shouldn't say a million. He's part of a couple groups. Um, Golden State Warriors, Four Horsemen, J-Mo Gaines of my guys, J-57 and L Gant. Now he's a part of a group, Long Story Loner. Uh, he was a part of season one back when I just had the phone, 2018. Now he's back for his fifth, fourth appearance, Mr. Razkaz. What's going on? Ooh, all right. I don't have sound effects. So, yeah, we're just going to go with this until I can get them now. So, uh, so now taking it back to Detroit. Now, as you all know, Detroit has a very near and dear place to my heart. Detroit gave me my first shot in this media game. And, man, this is like a dream come true for this guest right here. And he's only accompanied by three other legends. He's a part of a group that you should know if you're tuned into this channel. If you haven't, you probably heard his standout verses of Purple Pills. Standing out on verses titled Rap Game that had 50 Cent and Eminem and D12. <laughs> Solo projects like Forest Fires. Oh, God, I love that project, Forest Fires. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. Collaboration with Canava. I love how he keeps it energy. Um, they have a brilliant, brilliant album titled My Brother's Keeper. Now, he's been collaborating with somebody who i seen as a legend before anybody who knew who MLK was, Mr. Swifty McVeigh. Let's get it. What up, Swifty? Salute you, brother. Thanks for having me. Anytime, sir. Man, with this gentleman right here, Bay Area legend. He's from Live from the Bill. Smash hit creative. I got five on it. But personally, I fell in love with the Million Dollar Mouthpiece album. Man, even though he doesn't like that album, I love that album right there. Thank you. I told you a lot of people like the album. Yes, sir. He's a part, he's also a part of a of a part of a Pretty large groups called The Regime, Thug Lords of Sibo, and uh, man, I love how this gentleman right here took his career from Smoke A Lot Records to his own media career with Yuck Mouth TV and Smoke A Lot Records. I have the legendary Yuck Mouth, aka Yuck Letterman. Yada da, what's happening, y'all? Thanks for having me in the building, man. I'm with my brothers again, man. We was up all night talking, man. We right back at it. And last but not least, Man, this gentleman right here holds the most records for the appearances on this show, man. Hell, we even interviewed Jay-Z's mentor to get a jazz out. That's for another time right here. I watched this mm -hmm. man rebrand. Uh, I've been early on this man since his rebrand. Man, even before he had a soul album, when he just had to teach on the family business, I was like, yo, this guy's going to be big right here. From having um standout project like St. Heisenberg, you know, the Sock Monster. He's a part of a part of groups, too, like Hello Tomorrow of Tone Beats, That Feeling Collective, Normalized Growth with Clint Taylor. And now he's a part of Long Story Loner with his biggest project to date, with his eight appearance, Mark Sarks. Thank you for having me again. Oh, yes, sir. Anytime, anytime. Man, it's nice to chop it up with you, gentlemen. How you all doing today? Everything is great. Yeah, feeling great, man. Just uh, you know, uh, feeling blessed. 
on 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 a great response that we're getting off this phenomenal uh collaboration album man you know and this uh you know it, it's inspiring us to continue to keep going you know individually and hopefully collectively again but you know life is good you know too blessed to be stressed we have our little ups and downs but the good trumps the bad you know so we we in full effect baby so man, now that I got y'all here, uh, man. So I like how you said you may guys do it again. So it's not just a one-time thing of an album. You guys may go and do it again. Yeah, cause like you know, we're not a you know we're not we're not a group. We just four MCs who decided to come together to make some magic, man. You know, a long story longer is the, actually the name of the the album. And um, there's a company called Long Story Longer. You know, and the album is titled Long Story Longer, but it's featuring. Raz, Kaz, Yuck Mouth, MRK, SX, and Swifty McVeigh. So, you know, a lot of people might think like, dang, you know, they forming it, forming as a group. Yeah, that's what I thought. Really, yeah, we saw with solo artists that came together to make some make some magic. You know what I'm saying? And the chemistry was dope. And we, if we ended up doing it again, it'll have that same type of uh, formula, but it's not a group. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I wish yeah. we all were a group now because this chemistry, wow, because I like to take it back, like, I really wish Yuck was here for this question. So the beginnings of y'all chemistry, does it go back to uh, Jazzy Jeff, where it was like Yuck, Swift, and uh, Merck? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's that's when, that's the first collab I ever did with Yuck Mouth. You know, we uh we got together with Yuck, uh, Yuck Mouth and MRK on that track, and that's what, what started the camaraderie, you know what I'm saying, as far as us doing songs like, you know, Yuck and uh, MRK. Well, MRK is a Detroit native, but he came back to Detroit to do the video. And once we did that, the energy just kept flowing from there, man. And um, and then, you know, LB, LeBron, the executive producer of the project, came up with an idea and just said, yo, man, what do you think about, you know, doing this, this, that, and the third? And now, you know, and I called Raz. Raz came through, laced some songs, ended up lacing some more songs, and then... uh. We, you know, we got with Yuck and Yuck was with it. He came down and we laid some songs and things just start popping from there, man. And we just came up with a with a dope ass project. Raz, you was missing last night. I don't know what type of shit you had going on, but I can't I, you, you I been was, on smoke. Man, I, I was flying, man. I was yeah, you've been, I, on, but you've been, you've been on smoke a lot hell of time. Yeah. I'm 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 bad though. You know, I was there in spirit, man. You 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 talking about the plane spirit? Oh no. No, 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 I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no you want to say spirit, but they put a nigga in the engine on spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so so I understand because I want to get into like how everybody met each other first. So like I'm I'm just gonna go with the OGs. Uh everyone's OG here, but like who first started in the game, Raz and Yuck. Now I understand that you guys hang out all the time, you guys. You guys hang out with Numbskull too, but where was the initial first time that you two actually met each other? I don't know, yep. I don't know. I just feel like I've been knowing them. I think I mean, probably five hundred remix video shoot. A lot probably. of people came to that video shoot. I want yeah. to say that. And then you was like Numbskull best friend, so either that or shit chilling at Numbskull apartment like the old yep. shit with Devin the dude. Niggas had barbecues every weekend. We used to hang out. So yep. either those two, you know what I mean? I think. What you think? What's what's your regulation, Raz? Uh, I think the first time I met y'all was uh that record store over there. Uh, y'all had an in store, a big in store. Um, it's not Crenshaw, it's west of Crenshaw. It, 
there was a big record store over there, like Ladera Heights, that closed down. And I think uh, Clee and um and you, you know, it was a Looney's thing, and I pulled up. Um, and I think that might be the first time, but I already knew of y'all, and uh, I was I probably knew knew uh, numb, but maybe that's the first time I met y'all, or it was just in Hollywood or the Bay, just at some club, some event popping off, and you was just popping. We probably met each other, and you was, you know, having big drink and big smoke, and then um. And then we used to live, I mean, uh, Fats used to live right around the corner from Exhibit. So we always knew Exhibit before we came yeah. up. Yeah, you know I mean, literally. So, mm -hmm. hell yeah. But um, like I like I say, man, um, yeah, me and Razzcast as buddies, it's just an honor to be able to finally get some good work in with them. Yeah. We, we, we do. a long way, be at the club and shit, all types of events, but we right. never get to really record. Now, he got down on our Looney's project, which hella dope, the highest niggas in the industry, part yep. two. You know what I mean? That was one of the dope ones. And uh, yeah, we didn't keep that energy going. I record this dude. You know, I record. And I was the engineer. He was saying his verse. You know what I mean? Period. So we go. Yeah, I'm having 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 this nigga be my be my engineer too. I'm like, ah, this is him. He's a he's a man of many talents, man. I gotta I gotta give you up that, man. And nigga, I introduced you to the abstinence. And asking it. <laughs> oh, you guys are crazy. Oh my god, yo. Yo, man, that shit ain't no motherfucking joke. I see why they banned that shit. Yo, we was on that motherfucker. <laughs> we was lighting the cup on fire and shit. Everything. Yeah, man. Hey, it was like eight of us with a little cup like this passing that shit around like this, <laughs> dog. I'd have had this shit like, for years. This is the bottle I pull out when I stun on niggas. So this nigga Razzcaz and Numb is real alcoholics. Like, they really fucking shit. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, these niggas coming tonight. I'm going to bust this motherfucking bottle out that me and Cro that had Crooked Eye fucked up overseas. Now, Crooked Eye could drink. Right. So Crooked Eye was fucked up off the absent. I'm like, okay, I know exactly what to get these niggas. So y'all came <laughs> in. I had stun on the drinkers. You know, I pulled that abstinence out. Niggas started liking the motherfucker. Had niggas bent. <laughs> Bats. And it was a roller coaster because we we'd be cool with each other, then argue with each other, then be cool with each other. Yeah, <laughs> each other, be cool. It was a roller coaster of different fucking move swings. Like it was crazy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Had the wave like like it was like 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 a molly. That's it. Had a molly wave to it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then get emotional and shit. Then nigga be cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a molly swing for real, nigga. And then uh, coming into Swifty now too. Um, how did how did you meet Raz, Kaz, and Yuck and Moke? Because I understand like you met Moke later on, but I'm pretty sure like like you met uh, Raz and Yuck early on when you were still like heavy into D12 tour. Well, you know what? I met me and Raz met on the Up and Smoke. Was it Up and Smoke, Raz? Oh wow! Uh, uh, what what Angel Management was before Up and Smoke? You know what? I think it was Up and Smoke first. Up and Smoke you know first. It was it was up and smoke first, so it might have been the anger, the first very first anger management. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The very first anger management. You know, and uh, we just clicked, man. You know, yeah. being around each other every day, every city. Yeah. Just 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 vibed out. You know, when you touring like that, man, and you know, it's ton having tons of fun doing with with each other, love and vibing out. You just you know you you you, you click with the the ones the, re the real recognize real. You know, yeah. and everybody's there for the same same reason and. And we just, you know, got cool from there, man. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, one of the questions, was that the first anger management tour when you used to come out on stage with, like, with the baseball bat? Like, was that that tour? Yeah, yeah, I had, I had a bat in my hand, man. Okay, so <laughs> I always wanted I always wanted to, like, wonder, when you came out, because I remember seeing a DVD of you with that, has that bat ever just slipped out of your hand one time when actually on tour? You know what? It's never slipped out of my hand, and I never thought, like, damn, I got to hold this shit tight because this yeah. shit might slip. <laughs> <Yeah. You> <laughs> You know, I just held that motherfucker and did, you know, did the do. I don't know why the hell I had that damn back, man. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. It's okay. That boy was watching too much goddamn uh, Warriors. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> with the bats and shit like, Warriors, come out and play. Yeah, it was one of them small boys too, dog. I'm looking like, damn. <laughs> and then uh, uh, that come, come when you go to the baseball game, they give you them for free. And okay. <laughs> because it's crazy how things come full circle too because i understand that before you were had you had your first record there you had um, a song over yucks us uh, uh one of yuck songs too so how did you initially like meet yuck after knowing what he did with the loonies in his solo career with his um double album god i love that double album you know what with me me and yuck got connected through lb you know what I'm some kind of way, man. Um, I know my homeboy, a uh, big shout out to Rensen. You know, he produced he produced the Jazzy Jeff track, you know, and um, and we I was doing something with it, and I think LB introduced the track to Yuck, and Yuck liked it. So we just, you know, it was like, yo, let's fuck with it, man. And we we both ended up fucking with it, and um, it ended up being a single, ended up being on this album. So it was just one of those things to where it was dope, and I can, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, we kind of shared the song because we both loved it and like was like yo and then you know it just went on from there he came and did a video first time you know and we we got connected in the studio doing that and then you know things was dope ever since and then i went to go fuck with you yuck at the uh at the little cannabis concert uh and i think it would have might have been what uh lance in michigan you came back through or whatnot and then i went to go see you perform there and we chilled from there man and you know and the rest is history Okay. Now, uh, these, 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 these my brothers from another mother, man. You know what I mean? It's a certain cloth of motherfucking individuals. You know what I mean? And to have these individuals in the studio, no eagle tripping. Everybody is bar guys in that motherfucker, period. Nobody eagle tripping. Nobody trying to tell somebody what bar they need to add to their shit. Nobody rushing nobody on the mic like, damn, they got another punch in. Everybody's just letting the music go organic. And it came out a bomb-ass album, straight up. Yeah, oh, yeah hell, absolutely. Yeah. So, and then everyone can answer this question because he's like the, the new the new guy on the scene, though. But, he, you know, he has a, this guy came up with Yuck said, this guy just came out the sky one day. It's like, how the hell are you inside? Like, because I remember the first time I heard of Mark, I was like, dude, like, you, you're better than Drake. You're better than J. Cole. You're better than Kendrick. Like, how were how you not bigger than them? So how did all of y'all meet Mark, sir. Hey, say that shit again, man, because that's what I really wanted to say last night. I didn't want to blow his, you know what I mean? I don't be doing no motherfucking <laughs> and knee licking. Oh, I'll say it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say no worries. You said it. You said it for us. That nigga's up there with the big guys. And it, it, just like I always said about Tech Nine. I always said, man, Tech Nine will blow motherfucking Jay Z shoes off. Period. Like, he's, he's one of them top elite MCs that's doing something different. You know what yeah. I mean? When he was back and rapping backwards and shit. So I always had Tech Nine elite. MRK, yeah. that nigga's elite, elite, elite. Yeah. And I was like, damn, why, 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 why? So go ahead, go ahead, and, continue. And, and, and I gotta mention, I gotta mention this too about my man's. And you know, uh, I had did the uh, a soundtrack for a movie that I was in back in 2018, 
He wrote he wrote the treatment for one of my videos. Oh, oh wow. the one up though? The one up though? Yeah, he wrote he wrote the treatment for the uh this video I got called Phony. You know what I'm saying? And that shit came out super dope. So yeah, he's definitely a triple threat renaissance man in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey man, definitely. love y'all, man. I appreciate that, bro. Y'all about to make a brother cry, man. Hip hop tears. Remember, remember when Kendrick came out on stage and they and they and they and they, and they, and they, they graced him with 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 the, the chain and shit, told him he was the new West Coast guy and shit. Like, right. like that's the moment right now, man. I I don't know what to say, man. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Them, they was working on some music, and I came into the scene like this. I was like, it's room for a hook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they ain't got a hook on there? Right. Was like, I was like, shit, um, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that nigga the son of I told you that nigga came from Crip Town somewhere. That nigga, the son of Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Then he was like, "I think he, I, I think they gonna try to get Yuck on it." I was like, "Well, shit, she probably going through a verse on there too, man." You know what I mean? Just to just to see what happened. You dig what I mean? Like, what's the worst could happen? They could just take that shit off. You know what I'm saying? But fuck it, man. Let's go. You, you know what I mean? And uh, and they 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 real they real MCs that that are secure of themselves. Right, so so when they heard they when they heard me go off, it just they was like shit. That adds to the records, and let's just let's just like it was never a question. You know what I'm saying? Every every, every it's not a given. It's not a given that that artists are gonna be that giving their face. You know what I mean? A lot of cats don't, don't, want, don't want you to shine, man. Right, you know? like they don't want you to shine, and uh, and they'll they'll come up with the most unique ways to make sure that you don't. Right, like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they be like, man, we wanted the song to stop at two minutes and 45 seconds. You know what I mean? And, you know, <laughs> a lot of label makers, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, you get it like that. They don't want to open the door. They don't want to get on the crew track with you. You know what I mean? So yeah, it happens. Like certain motherfuckers don't want to open the door when they know a motherfucker's on their level. Like, yo, it's all hip hop, my nigga. It's enough money for everybody. Why hate? And then you want to be on the winning team. You got this guy on your team. That's even better. You don't want the opposition and how he feel come rapping, talking shit about you because how you treated him. So, yeah. nigga, like, right. I think niggas should do more of what Wayne did. He said, yeah. this is my competition. I'm signing these niggas. Period. Yeah. yeah. That's like when, I, when we was in the studio and I, went, I don't know if Roz remember this, but I came over to Roz and I was like, hey, man, really appreciate it, bro. Like, like I, was, I was landing on. He was like, he was like yo, man. I'm feeling this shit. Like, let me let me finish writing. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, yeah, I was like, no, it was good, bro. Like, this, this, shit, this shit dope, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, let me, I just want to write this shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, yeah, man. It's a, to me, I feel like the, the first part of about thing is the aesthetic of what I enjoy. So, if the beat is dope, then that I'm. You probably already got me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, you know, and then I'm worried about myself. So I'm not worried about everybody else. I'm, you know, I feel like everybody else is cop capable and competent. Um, yeah. I'm worried about me. And then once I got me done, then I can worry about everybody else. Like, you know, you know, what I don't want to be is a person. Like, I'm not sensitive. So I'm, if my shit ain't right, I would prefer, and I've said this many a times and 
and have been held to it like that ain't it. But if I hear it, I probably don't think it ain't it too. So I'm okay with people saying like that ain't it, bro. Like cool. I'm a little more afraid of having to tell somebody I like. Like I don't know if that's it. <laughs> so so I'm really more, more more nervous about me. And so yeah, when you came up, I'm like, bro, this shit fire. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Let me. I'm just nervous about me, niggas. Let me see what I can do here. So yeah, that's what's up. So I I wanted to know because I tuned into last night. Who was the guy from Canada that was supposed to be on this? Can you all say the name or no? Um, I don't, I don't remember. I, don't remember. I, don't, I know LB I was like name. I said. You remember his name, Mark? I'm okay. Because like I don't remember dude's name. Me neither. I, like I told you, LB the executive producer was putting some things together, man, and um. You know, it's just, it, 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 it aligned the way it was supposed to align. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so when I, coming up, I watched mostly all your interviews, like mostly all my life. So I understand why they call you Swifty McVeigh, Raz Kaz, MLK Suggs. But the thing that I've never seen, like somebody like right off the bat is ask Yuck. Like, hey, Yuck, what is the meaning of Yuck Mouth for these? Because there's a new generation out there who, might have found you through that movie Us when they were playing it on the band. I remember I had to convince somebody. I'm like, that is from the Loonies. And they're arguing with me. But I'm like, no, that's the Loonies. So for these new kids who are tuning in and be like, why did he call him? Why, why did he call himself Yuck Mouth? Can you explain that for us, please? Well, the new kids going to have to do some history in their uh, cartoons, man. It was a cartoon in the uh, late 70s called Mighty Man. And he had a, uh, like, a, he was at a, like, it was like a duo. You know what I mean? It was like a Batman and Robin, but Mighty Man was hella little. And um, he had a a, a fucking uh, a, a fucking Robin that was named fucking Yuckmouth, and it was a dog with a, a doghouse on his mouth on his head. Yeah, doghouse off his head. That's his secret power. He scare motherfuckers away. He make them turn to a ghost or something. That was his power. He was so fucked up and ugly. He take the dog head. <laughs> dog, yeah. So his name was Yuckmouth. It came from a dog named Yuckmouth on this cartoon called Mighty Man. So. Me being a cartoonist, I always, you know what I mean, just kept the cartoons and shit involved with the lyrics and shit, graffiti and everything. That's all part of hip hop. So, yuck mouth me, meaning uh, like nasty Nas. Nas, when he said nasty Nas, he wasn't meaning like he nasty like Luke Skywalker. He's nasty on the microphone. Yeah, so right. Same with yuck mouth. It's not cavity creep. It's not, you know what I mean, fucked up uh, gingivitis. <laughs> this nigga got a yucky ass mouth that's crazy. You know what I mean? This nigga right. mouth is crazy. So right. that's what that means. It's yucky. You know what I mean? It's a nasty. dirty mouth. He got a, he got a nasty bars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got nasty bars. He got nasty ass dirty bars. Feel right. fine feel. Period. Straight up. Right. So he talked grimy. He talked grimy. Yeah. The whole yeah. shit. Because I'm, so I'm a loony. I got a yuck mouth and it's polluted. Right. right. <laughs> oh, this nigga crazy. <laughs> that's the part. I remember that. Come on, bro. Ben shot the motherfucker out, bro. Straight up. <laughs> Yeah, so, man, that, that's where the name derived from. So, Yuck, do you find it, like, crazy how that you were in a marching band from fifth and sixth grade, and then, like, years later, you see this movie, Us, with them, and uh, they're playing, like, your hit song on, like, this motion picture? Like, do you find out how that all kind of comes full circle? Man, all of it came full circle, man. All I could do is just thank the man above. You know, prayers was answered. You know what I mean? Like, we are highly blessed. Like, they could have chose any song to make it slow down and make it creepy. Dude chose our song, and he, I guess he loved that song so much and always thought it was creepy. He took the creepy part and made that shit creepy. So, salute to Jordan Peele for even choosing the song and giving us the opportunity. Um, 
me uh just yeah like like the like with the graffiti shit man it's like five elements of hip-hop you either know how to dj make a beat you know how to dance you know how to uh, do the graffiti shit and you know how to mc so you know i was xing off a lot of those checks you know what i mean as a youngster just you know just getting my uh feet wet into this hip-hop shit before i even became an artist i was doing other shit the elements then i finally became an artist i did everything but dj period you know i was an ill break dancer you know what i mean the whole shit my my flow game was sick i was no pop lock nigga i was a flow game thomas flair head spins all that type of wild mm-hmm. shit so i come from all the elements playing instruments and shit graffiti you know what I mean? Cartooning and shit, making beats with with, with the fucking uh, marching band, of course, um, playing a trumpet or whatnot, and to to finally rap it. So yeah, I come from all the elements. You ever get tired of hearing five? Because I, you know, I never get tired of that. <laughs> you better be. You must be tired of getting money, nigga. Because every time I play that, kitchen, like you know, we cash. Every time I hear that motherfucker, I hear cash app like kitchen. <laughs> so <I love> <laughs> such a such a timeless tune, dog. Timeless, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, they they just dancing to it on uh, what's the name of that show that Iman Shumper was just dancing to the joint? Uh, dancing with the stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just did it again, bro. They just did us version. It's yeah, crazy. Uh, Armand Shepard, man, and, and his dance partner, man. They pulled that one off, man. They did it just yeah. like the movie. They had the, the white rabbits in the cages in the background. Like, this shit was live. It was dope on a major platform. So thanks to him for even choosing that song, too, and having the Halloween theme, uh, Dance with the Stars, a uh, little rendition, you know? Wow. That's awesome. So, so yeah, you're going to be making a lot of money for a long time off that record, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, salute to Tone Capone, man. He made the hell out of that beat. You know, uh, Mike Marshall sung the hell out of that hook, and, and me and Nun, we rapped our little hearts out, man. So salute to everybody involved with that. Salute exactly. to Jay King for even, you know what I mean, clearing the sample, which they get out of motherfucker. We got a small percentage, but still. It, 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 the, that I'm, little bit go a long way. That little bit <laughs> paying for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get a 360 deal, so he don't get the concert. Hey, man, we Gucci, baby, period. We all, all right. Gucci. Uh, he do not get the concert or the merch. <laughs> all right. all right. <laughs> so has anybody here ever thought of, like, a name change? Because I think, like, the only person who actually went through a revamp is Mark because uh, he used to go by. I think he actually is credited as the focus on the Jazzy Jeff record. But have any of you gents, like, ever thought about changing your name? Like, like you know how they say, like, how the titty boy went to two chains has... Rather, I am, I'm going to change. For real? For real? Yeah. With us. I might even just go by the government. I don't know. Yeah. I okay. think... I think uh, uh, rebranding is fun, and I've never really tried it. So I'm probably gonna do some things where I'm just John Austin, super whitest white name ever, John Richard Austin the fourth. See what it do. Shit, man, with me, hey, I'm just you know, hey, McVeigh, like you know, us as MCs and even our culture, we we abbreviate abbreviations, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So. If I ever change my name, it ain't gonna be nothing far fetched. This is gonna be McVeigh, and that's it. You know, from Swift, Swifty to Swifty McVeigh to McVeigh. And if I was to change it from there to be Vay, which I ain't gonna never do, 
This the power. <laughs> I don't know if the day would really hit like how Swifty McDonald. No, no, you know how people just abbreviate shit. Like yeah. you know, they, they'll take your name and chop that bitch down to the to they call you a letter. Right. They can't even. They, they can't spell my name right. I'm like these people are dumb. I'm gonna make it this simple, bro. <laughs> That's yeah, Right. I always had code. I always had code names. You know what I mean? Like I always had, you know, uh, just cartoons. Back to cartoons. GI Joe. The niggas had code names. Right. You know what I mean, Snake Eyes. Real name on Snake Eyes. You know what I mean? So right. my code name was uh, uh, the Thug Lord Ayatollah, and then another code name was Godzilla. You know what I mean? Right. So there was my two code names, like the Ayatollah or Godzilla. You know what I mean? Period. The Thug Lord I had told her. So I had a couple code names I could play with, you know what I mean? But I ain't never just said, fuck it, I ain't gonna be Yuck Mob. I'm just gonna be Godzilla or the Ayatollah. Nah. I, I mean, I, look, Biggie got, got to do it. Jay Z didn't have a million. Puffy had 18 million. <laughs> I'm gonna switch out, bro. I'm trying it. I'm gonna go for it and try one. Yeah, right. he changed it again. Uh, just brother love now. So yeah, so uh, salute Puff if you watch it. Probably never seen us, but if you do, salute brother love. Yeah, brother love. Now, Fred. Now, I wanted to let the people know this now, so they won't keep asking Yuck this. Now, if you're wondering why he's hitting the blood out of his nose, it's because the man got dental work. Okay, but I also want to ask: you get hired that way? Huh? You get more stuff. I asked that shit when I was smoking outside of Russell's chicken and waffles the other day. Some little slick ass nigga with some dress. I thought he was gonna ask me did I sell weed because he looked like he was from out of town. <laughs> like, so I'm smoking outside Roscoe's waiting for my to-go order. This motherfucker said, Hey man, he got a little pack of motherfuckers, they iced out and shit. I'm thinking he's gonna say, Hey, where the weed at? This nigga say, Man, do you get hired doing it, doing it that way? I said, nah, my nigga. <laughs> Same <laughs> shit, my nigga. I did do, do not get me hired, my nigga. Same shit. I had dental work, so I got to smoke out my nose. Oh, okay. Okay, Wody. And he dipped off. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't the only one that would get you high. I don't know, man. I ain't never snorted cocaine and shit. So, this only and thing I've snorted up my nose is this weed. You know, it looked crazy, but it's, it's got to be the same thing because, you, you know, you exhale out your nose, so yeah, it can't exactly. be too much different, you know, inhaling that motherfucker. All right. I don't know. I'd be higher than a motherfucker falling asleep, man. So it probably is getting me high. I don't know. I can't sleep. This shit having me sleepy, man. But um, I got to get in the lab tonight to finish up that song that that we did. That y'all laid. Y'all killed that motherfucker. I got to put my verse on that bitch tonight. So Ooh, yeah, that came out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, get the grind up since we ran out of studio time. Yeah. No. Oh man, though that motherfucker is crazy. Yeah. Crazy baby, no shakiness. I can't, I can't wait to hear that crazy. with some fresh ears. Right, right, right. Yeah, I finished it up and I sent niggas a copy of the full shit. Sure. Definitely. So when recording uh, Long Story Loner, um, out of all the tracks that all four of you appear on, was these done in person or was these done over the email? The majority of them was done in person. Yeah, we was done right there. We all in the yeah, lab. Yeah, we done there. Whoever finished their verse first, you go in this booth. Whoever finished next, you next. Whoever finished third, you next. Whoever was finished, they going in that motherfucking booth. Period. And we all sat there and wrote and built the energy off each other energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Straight up. You can definitely tell because like there's some songs that I do wish Yuck was on, like the like Swifty, Raz and Mark are killing speech. And I was like, well, where's Yuck? He just wasn't there that day. I wasn't there, man. I had to go back. 
<laughs> I was there a long time, man. But at the end of the day, the <laughs> album came out like when you get a Wu Tang album, all every fucking twelve members ain't or eight members or yeah. seven members ain't on every goddamn song. You got certain songs like Cream. They got Method Man. They got uh, they got Raekwon on that. They got Jizz yeah. on that bitch. You know what I mean? The motherfuckers that fit it. You know what I mean? On that bitch. You know what I mean? They didn't have the whole 17, 13 people. So it's certain songs that fit certain vibes. You know what I mean? I think the album and the songs, how they picked the rappers to be on it was perfect. You know what I mean? Straight up. That We All Hood is fucking amazing. Yo, yeah. I just seen the video today for the first time. Y'all did that. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. And I'm not on the fucking song. So <laughs> you don't have to be on the song like, ah, oh, man, ain't getting down. No, that was the vibe for these the, these musicians. I probably would have fucked it up. It would have came out different. So well, it was done exactly how it needed to be done, and I love it. It's one of my what's so dope about um, what's so dope about that one is when the track list first dropped. I actually seen people saying they they thought that the connection of speech and Raz was weird. Like people couldn't like just to read it. People were saying they didn't understand what that would sound like. Not realizing that that both of these guys are masters at what they do, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. When right. when they hear a track like that, they're gonna know. They're gonna give it exactly what it needs, and it's right. going to right. like like no question. You understand what I'm saying? And and like like they that they understood the assignment like like off top. Right. They, that's the dopest thing about this shit to me is that because everybody's masters at what they do, it's really not work at all, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, really, it's really easy, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, if, if, if you hear somebody fuck up in the booth, they're going to catch it before you do. Like, they're going to catch it before you do. They, they're not going to come out of the booth until they're satisfied. Like, we're, we're, we're probably 10 times harder on ourselves than anybody else could ever be. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Before I, before I actually write it, I got to really love what I'm about to write. Like I, I, like, I personally have to really dig this shit. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably doing more deleting and rewriting right. while I'm doing this shit more. You see what I'm saying? So that, that filtering process, you know, that shit builds up over the years. You know what I mean? And, you know, And, and to be, a, be a, a master of your craft and know you. You know what I mean? To yeah. know what, what you could do. You know what I mean? Know mm -hmm. your powers. You know what I mean? Know that, okay, I can take this line out and put this put this mm -hmm. one in. You know what I mean? I can say this better. Let me rewind that, man. Let me do that punch again. I ain't say it right. I, I didn't pronounce yeah. it right. So right, yeah. us being masters of our craft, we don't need an engineer or a motherfucking a and be like, hey, dude, nah, man, come out and do that again. Like, we don't need none of that yeah. coach. Being coach, yeah. we've been in this motherfucker for over 25 straight. All of us. Period. Yeah. So you should know how to do your shit by now. You know what right. I mean? Nobody need to hold your motherfucking hand. That was the best thing about this. Masters at the art, nigga. Period. We had to hold nobody hand and everybody held their own weight. Period. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Sure. Yep, yep. That's your, our pad, that passion inside of us is what talks to us and, and tells yeah. us we need to do this and do that or we yeah. need to say it over because it's a, it's a certain feeling that our passion taps into. That's where that power comes from to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? And even the guest appearances, bro, like like Obi killed this shit so hard, you can't even tell it's only eight bars. Yeah. Like he, like he bodied this shit so, so, so effortlessly. You know what I mean? Like it, it like it, it feels exactly how it should feel. It, you can't yeah. even tell that the verse is shorter than the other verses. That's how dope it is. Yeah. 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 Well, once again, like the chemistry because Swift and Mark and Obi have. I always say they should have just gave the song to Mark, but you know I do like Swifty's verse though, but. That what up though track like that. So I remember when that first song, I think that was for your mm -hmm. autobiography, Swift. 
I must have yeah. like you know when you hear a new song and you play like over and over and over. I swear, I, I still do that. Sir. Word, yeah. much love. That's dope. That was another one of them opportunities, man. I was like, he need a song for the auto <laughs> I like shit. Let me uh. <laughs> it, 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 Hey, the autobiography uh, biography came out in the middle of the summer, and that track mm -hmm. matched the whole mood of the season. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? It could have came out at no other better time, but I was right on time. That the whole vibe just matched the season, the chorus, everything just came together good on that man. So I salute you on that, bro. You, you we had we had we had fun with that video too, man. Too many laughs, bro. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Laughs. That nigga yeah. Ob Ob was he was like ninety degrees. This nigga Ob uh, coming downtown with that, that bottle of bottle of Patron. <laughs> man, <laughs> took his shirt off, man. He was, come on, man. Tell that nigga keep his shirt on, man. That nigga <laughs> get up. It was literally ninety five degrees. This nigga Ob came downtown, nigga sun blazing. He had a big hot ass bottle with Patron. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. Bro, he had the washcloth. On his head, and took his shirt off, nigga, drinking hot ass Patron. I'm like, yeah. dog, if you don't pour some water over your motherfucking face, <laughs> bro. it was my it was my first time meeting him, and we all pulled up to the Coney Island, all three of us in his uh, I forget what kind of car he had a Jag, or, uh, what what kind of what kind yeah, of car was, he was in a cat he was in a Cadillac at that time. Um, I think we, we 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 pulled up and uh, we was all about to get out, and Swift got out, and I was getting ready to get out. Ob said, "No, hold on one second. And Swift got out. I walked over to the Coney Island and he turned around and he started talking to me. I can't remember what it was, but about two minutes later, Swift, Swift came back to the door. He was like, he was like, oh man, let my man out the car, bro. Like, man, let my man out the car, bro. We over in the Coney Island and shit. I just met him, you dig? So I'm just trying to like. Obi is awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's his own man, but you know, I remember from anger management, so he's a little bro, man. He's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Never, never a dog moment with that nigga, man. Listen, man. Awesome. Laughing my laughing my ass off, bro. He 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 could show up late and then and then put on a a, a ten minute comedy special and shit, and oh, he yeah. just like like you you don't even care no more, bro. Like like man, he, I mean, he was late for the then he got us on the boat. He wanted to be on the edge of the boat. We like, oh, yeah. oh, we had to talk. Like, oh, you're going to die if you get over there. No, it's good for the video. No, Obi, you can't let you <laughs> die. Can't let you, bro. I'm not going to be the person. I'm not going to dive in the water. And then I can't let you die, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he wanted to stand on the front of that boat while it was moving. Oh, he yeah. We're like, no, Obi. He kept saying, I'm going to stand on the bow of the boat. I don't know what the bow is. So I'm like, I'm yeah, like, I'm like okay. Cruises and don't want to stand on the edge of the boat, nigga. And they very secure. This is a speedboat. It ain't even no, it ain't no way to get on that part of the boat. He didn't did some <laughs> Iron Man shit and climbed. I'm like, we talking him off the leg. Come back. Obi, he's gonna die, bro. And that boy oh. sweaty, that boy sweaty with no shirt on. That nigga would have slid off that motherfucker like an oil pack on there. He would have slid right off that bitch. Yeah, get your ass. I swear, I thought he was gonna call us some bitches. Hey, I would have taken it off. I did too. I was I like, 
He wanted to call us bitches. I wouldn't took it. I wouldn't care. Like, oh, we, I'll be whatever you need. Just come on over here. Don't die, nigga. I like, yeah, like you, and I want you to live. Because uh, I'm not that water die with you. So we man, go, and it was nighttime. Nighttime right. in the middle yeah. of, of the Michigan <laughs> River. He, de he definitely brought life to that damn video, that scene on that boat, man. We had tons of fun on that motherfucker. Yeah, man. it was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looked like I was having a ball. I'm like, God damn, what was my invite to the boat? It's like, what the fuck? That was a different trip. I see. How many times <laughs> you went there, man? Has went out there multiple times after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and O was pissed off that he didn't get a chance to come to L.A. with us. He was like, man, he, he looked yeah, at he me and like, man, LA. in L.A., nigga. You but know, you know, like, you know, you y'all remember what happened with LA, right? Shock G had just passed, and that yeah. threw everything off. Remember, we was all supposed to like that, that threw everything off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we had to go, we had to go to Shock's funeral. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, me and y'all had to go through that. Yep. Rest in peace, Shock G, man. Yeah, sure. Bro. Rest in peace, Greg, man. Greg Jacobs, Shock G, man. So, um, I have a question for y'all and uh, Yuck. You can change the album if you want, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. So who here likes Yuck Mouth's Million Dollar Mouthpiece album? Yeah, my favorite Yuck album. Like is I don't don't like it. You know what I mean? I love it. I love everything I do. But I just think that was the um, cause my rap a lot of albums. You know what I mean? I just think that that was the last one that they really wanted to really, you know what I mean, put that good master mix on it. I was leaving rap a lot. That was my last album, leaving rap a lot. So it was like some shit where vocals weren't even in it. Like it was just blank. I, I mean, ad -lib 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 shit. Okay. so it was that type of, it felt like a sabotage to me. Mm. You know what I mean? It was low, vocals wasn't there, shit was, it was just fucked up to me. It's like, God damn, when Mike Dean get on that board, it's, it's like Dr. Dre, and I didn't hear it on that album. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, they trying to sabotage me on the way out. You know, you don't yeah. want to kick nobody off on a good, good uh, go off because they gonna go to another label and make one hundred. Right. Yes. One of one of my favorite old school uh, uh, yuck solos is uh, is Million. Oh wow, that Million! Oh my gosh, dog. I used to listen to that motherfucker all day. Uh, the sad millionaire. Yeah, the millionaire one. That that one. Woo. Yeah, oh, that had uh, what's the name? Um, what's the girl's name, man? That was back in the day, man. They sung on uh, another one of our songs too, but uh, yeah, they were dope as shit. But uh, yeah, yeah. man, yeah, everybody got, got their favorite albums. I know you got like all the albums you done did. You got your favorite, like this yeah. is my well, this is my one. So, Thugged Out the Abolition is definitely the one I'm just definitely yeah. steadily trying to compete with because that, oh. that's the one that went went platinum, man. And if you ever need, if you ever having a hard time trying to figure out how to name your album, you go to that nigga Razcast, man. That nigga Raz got the dopest titles for albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Bro, you, you, you was right. You wasn't on here last night, but I was telling everybody, I was like, when you drop Raz Assassination, like if you if you was like supposed supposedly a smart MC, that shit was like required reading. Like it was like, <laughs> everybody that was supposed to be like. Like quote unquote intelligent at what they do, like you, like you had, to, like when you opened your CD book and shit, like they had to be like one of the first CDs that everybody saw. Like, <laughs> no, that was pure, pure, pure college prep 
When he told me he was dropping, like, nigga, I'm about, I'm about to drop Barmageddon, my nigga. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 nigga, that shit is cold. That's a cold-ass yeah. piece right there, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Bro, man. I want to know. I want. Man, I want to know. Excuse me, low man. With a toothpick, oh, I, I need to know what happened to the toothpick, bro. No more toothpick and shit. Oh, something. They back. They I back. Oh, oh. No, I just um. Hold on, turns out, brother. Wait for a second. The toothpick is back. Yeah, got I had to rob it on my shows. I just, I was just, you know, waving the other day. Toothpick is back, baby. Okay, right. bad, baby. We had to do it. Yeah, yeah. toothpicks. Yeah, double down on the road. Like Fonzie, nigga. I'm gonna get the leather jacket back and everything. Everybody kept on saying I need to do the method man with the toothbrush in my mouth. I'm like, psych. You got me fucked up. New, new, and new. <laughs> yeah. We also have the guy who's responsible for this album. Uh, what up, LB? I'll give you a flowers too. Salute, sir. What up, Dolo? What up, what up? How uh, all well over there, especially with what's going on? I'm good, man. I'm sorry you do with them hating ass niggas, man. I'm sorry, man. I heard niggas hate on me. Nigga, you better work on your 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 your, uh, your mute button, man. You be having all kinds of shit. Watching all my children and shit, watching the stories. And shit. <laughs> so, um, come coming into that now too, um. Do you guys have a favorite solo album of yours? It can't be a group album that you guys are a part of, but do you guys have like that particular favorite solo album by you guys that you guys just always go to? You talking about about us? Yes, yeah, about all y'all in yes, individually. It can't be a group album. So for you, Swifty, like Forest Fires or Grey Blood or something like that. Um, I think I think, man, damn, that's crazy. Uh if I had to pick, if I had to pick a favorite solo album of mine, man, um, it would probably be uh, "Underestimated Volume 2, Vengeance. That's like, that's that's like my first full full length album, man. And I kind of put my heart in, like, you know, I did a mixtape, then I did an EP, but that one was my first album. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm kind of proud of the beats on there, man, um, and how that turned out. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's yeah. That was the next one. That was that was the uh -huh. next one. Yeah, yep, yep. But uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of like asking what's your favorite child, man. So it feel I feel kind of <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? So in uh, my AD Empire, uh -oh, I think my AD Empire somebody played five on it. You hear that? You hear that? That cha-ching? That's somebody it. Somebody played five. AD <laughs> <laughs> Empire. AD Empire. You guys from Canada? They from Toronto. Those, yeah, my brothers from another mother too, man. Yeah, they they from Toronto. Uh, you know, Lu uh, Lucas and Adrian, man. Lucas is a producer. His brother Adrian, man, is on the vocals, and it was just us three, and we did our thing on that album. That shit dropped last last summer. Yeah, it dropped last summer, man. And I think that's probably could be besides the uh, underestimated one. I think that could be like my favorite one right now. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to give that another spin now, too, because I'm particular on, like, who I listen to, because if it's somebody I never heard of, I'll give it a shot. 
But at the same time, I'm standoffish too because I don't know if I like this or not. So I've never, I'll just be, I've never checked it out. But Grey Blood, man, I just like, there's something about that that just draws me back to forest fires. It's just like, something about that that project just doesn't get old to me. It's like, when you grow up with something like that, it's like going back to that, it's like, yeah. It's like, when your parents listen to old rock music, it's like, you always used to wonder why. It's like, why are you listening to this? Like, I don't get it. Now that I get older, I find myself doing that. It's like, yeah, these were the days. I'm still young, but, you know, those were the high school days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Man. I, I find myself, like, you know, the artists that inspired me when I was young, it's such a it's such a nostalgia going back to listen to them. Now I'm old because you catch things that you ain't catch when you was younger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same with same with watching movies that you grew up with. You watching them in the, on a whole nother light now that you're older, and it just brings a nostalgia to listen to it, understanding yeah. everything now that you did couldn't get a chance to understand. You know what I'm saying? So um as for you, Raz, now too, uh you got you got a lot of and you can say one of your unreleased albums now too if you want like you know Van Gogh uh, fuck those record labels but do you have a particular <laughs> favorite album that you know, uh, well you then, uh, with that being said I would I would say um, probably for titles uh, I, I, the 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 last little. It's not really a mixtape. I don't know what to call it. It's just I do these little conceptual things. I, I just I released a couple like right before COVID. Uh, project called it was just strictly I call it a vinyl playlist. That's what I called it. Uh, it's called I Ain't Clearing Shit. Oh so, yeah, yeah, I remember that title. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, um, I I I I like that record because it gives me ability because I want it just to be vinyl playlist. Um, but I think what my my favorite. A uh, project probably just because I knew the potential and what was what was supposed to happen and what what was going to happen uh, is Golden Child. I, I had pulled together the, the consummate lyricist. I had put together the consummate successful lyricist album that New York couldn't deny. I, we did it, um, and it just got drowned in the womb and shit like they strangled it but the album was like we had the Kanye record I had the premiere record I had the Dre record the bust record I had the Dre record with Buster like we had the undeniable like actually uh, bullshit you not I, you know, I went to prison and you know Paul Rosenberg would actually take the time to write me and literally would write and say man I'm still playing this Golden Child record like this record was, was crazy I had I had the record where it would have sold the record it would have sold units and New York would, and all lyricists would have been able to say god damn this nigga bodied this record and and it was still a west coast record I had the Dre records I had the Battle Cap records I balanced it to create the total uh, West Coast lyricist album, like the blueprint. I blueprinted, and uh, you know, and and, and and excuse my ignorance, bro. Is that is that that's the one with the seance on it, right? Wasn't it exactly with the seance? Woo! The okay. on it. Yeah. He reset his part. Seance the seance because that was yeah. Where, where yeah. We had put it together, and then then I did. Uh, he had did another one. He did the seance, and then I did something else on there. Now we had a crazy record. That record was like literally everybody that heard it was like from you know the docs to the premieres to, to the non, like yo, this is fucking the high tech record. 
We had the record. We had the early two thousands with those high name, high battle cat, high tech man. I, wasn't it? Wasn't that when the Alchemist song came out too? No, I took that record off and did then uh uh because yeah the out no the Alchemist record came out on uh what you call them on um the other album that didn't come out so back it was go, back go. Go. and then then we took the intro because uh Jaden's record came out I didn't do legal action so that because basically I could have just done legal action with with Capitol Records and then it would have shelved his whole album I didn't want to do that because I like Jaden I'm a fan. And so even though Al did some punk shit, I let it ride. Um, um, but what we did was we used the intro because we paid for it and we could legally, period. And then we cut into a different song. And the song was uh, done by DJ Khalil and the song was Kiss You. So we used the Beatles sample. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. So it's called Kiss to Death. Uh, no, it's called Kiss You. Yeah, we had body record. That was my shit was crazy. Yeah, I had to. Act. So it started and did that. The the, the alchemy shit didn't cut off. Said, eh, "Fuck that beat, you groupie." And then it went into a Beatles sample. Shit was crazy. Wow, I never would have suspected Golden Child out. And like, would you ever like consider of like because everyone's like vinyls like coming back and people like would you ever re-release that on vinyl? I'm gonna definitely. Uh, you know, we just now hitting the 25 mark of my first thing and. What I don't want to do is oversaturate the market. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a time and place for everything. I literally just found the album that I made when I took my masters from Capitol, the one I recorded. So not the Golden Child. I had an album called Catch Me If You Can when I was on the run and we lost those masters and I just found that album. So uh, that's what, that was 2001 or two. So what's crazy is I'm going to release that next year and that'll be its 20th anniversary of the lost album of Brass Cats. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm probably just, you know, just let the world have it just because we never, you know, it's just, it's a CD. It wasn't like the masters of it, but it's going to be interesting to just let the world hear where my brain was 20 years ago when I'm like fighting with a fucking billion dollar company for my life. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't see the vision at the time. Like, I bet you, like, 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 this is the thing that I always found funny now, too. I remember when you had your problems of game and game was on top of the world. And then, like, years later to now, like, I always see on his um Instagram, it looks like he's kind of struggling because I always seen his face, like, DM for promo, DM for promo. So I always <laughs> want to ask, like, have you ever, like, like settled it with him? Because I know him and Yuck settled it, but have you and game ever, like, just, Settled your shit. I don't talk about my personal uh, life uh, like that on these things. Oh, at least you are. That's that's all right. It's all it's all good. I I talk about shit I like and not shit that that's weenie. All right. (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about the good music that we got. Right. Right. That's why I like the honesty right here. That's why, because I remember the very first time I ever interviewed this man right here, I asked him like the most sensitive question. You know what he said, everyone? Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I asked him, I asked him, I'm like, yo, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place? He's like, figure it out. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll try to fuck with you. You're real. All right. No bullshit. (laughs) 
<laughs> but when you go back and listen to it, it's funny as fuck because it's like, wow, you just don't beat around the bush. And that's what I like. Um, so as for you, uh, don't worry, Mark, I ain't forget about you. But uh, for Yuck, what is your favorite solo album? Now, now you could now you could consider your double album, even though I consider it like a group album because there's a ton of regime features on there. But we can count that as a solo album because I have your name on it. Right. Um, I say uh, Godzilla or uh, wow. JJ or JJ based on a real story. The whole series, one, two, and three. Godzilla, eh? That was see. I always thought that album was very unappreciated because. It debuted at 113 on the church, but I always thought like that album was like like a really good album follow up to Thug Lords now too because I figured like Thug Lords was like more of you shy showcasing you as a solo artist at, at the time coming into Thugged Out like you had the regime all over it the Outlaws and was that the first album that you gave Tech Nine like a big look on? Nah, the first album was uh, the Looney's, uh, Looney Tech Music, where we made the song Killers on the Payroll. That's the first song we ever did with Tech Nine. And then I did Killers on the Payroll 2 on um, the Abolation. Or no, I did that on, uh, I think, uh, the New Testament. But we had Tech Nine on Bumble. We had him on, um, on uh, da -da 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 -da. the one with MC Ren. Um, oh, Stallion. Oh, God, Stallion, yeah. Right. Yeah. Stallion, Stallion. So that, that was the the two, I think I had them on that. The Bombay on the Stallion. Then we did uh, Killers on the Payroll Part 2, I think, on uh, the New Testament. So, yeah, we was rocking with Tech 9 since 96. And you see where you way before I got Way before I got to rap a lot. And, and, like, see, like, that's what I like about, like, believing in somebody before, like, they really take off now. Because when you look at Tech 9 now, the guy got, like, two of us, like, just filled with merch and they'll be gone. So from you, like, being, like, a young man creating the loonies, becoming a drug dealer to becoming actually a full-time rapper and changing your life forever, did you always know? Oh, okay, we're just laughing. <laughs> no, no, I got <laughs> I'm not. Did, did you always vision that, that you would still have the hunger that you did all those years ago from the first time you recorded? I got five on it in 93, I think you recorded it. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, um... Just, just to be able to have a lane to make music and, and to be able to get paid off off something that was considered a hobby, you know what I mean? It's, it's a blessing, period. So I take full advantage. I'd rather be doing this shit than working anywhere, man. I'm self-employed, you know, and and it's a vibe. Like, when you got that vibe, you wake up with songs in you. You know, shit is in your mind all day. All you got to do is write it down or say it. So when you got that vibe, that spiritual attachment, you know what I mean, to where the music is in you, not on you, you got to you know, spit it out. So it's been in me, you know what I mean? I just spit it out, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm way more advanced from 93 right now. You just get better and better each oh, hour, yeah. you know what I mean? Period. You just get better and better. You sharpen up your skills. So just me trying to perfect my shit and get better, that's the drive, you know what I mean? Period. It's like a martial artist that used to be a white belt. You're trying to get to the black belt with all the stripes on the belt, you know what I mean? So you become a black belt, but you still need them extra stripes to be an elite black belt. So that's all I'm trying to do is just be an elite black belt in my craft, you know what I mean, as far as mastering my shit, you know? So right. I keep that hunger going. I'm trying to always outdo myself, you know? It seemed that like with JJ, uh, JJ based on a real story now that you were really trying to do that. Because when I listen to that trilogy now too, like I just, I can't pick a favorite between the three. Like the first, it'll become the first one with Jazzy Jeff. 
then it can be the third one. And just like, I mean, the third one of Jazzy Jeff and then the first one, but I could see why you like that one because like, did you record all three at once or did you just like kind of do the second one and the third one after the first one? Um, the first two at once. And then I did the third one. You know what I mean? Because, um, the third one was actually supposed to be um like extra songs that I was gonna add, and I guess I couldn't add more songs, you know what I mean, to the shit like a Christmas drop or something. So I just fucking finished it up as an album and then dropped it. So um yeah, the first two was already done, and I wanted to do a double album, another, you know what I mean, like the albulation. You know what I mean? That was the whole approach. This was gonna be thugged out part two. And I was like, ah, nah, I can't, you know what I mean, let that be what it is. And Instead of releasing all that music at one time, let me separate them. So I separated the two albums to JJ based on the Bill Story one and two. You know what I mean? It just dropped them months after each other. You know, but then the third one, boom, got my brothers on it, dropped that bitch. You know what I mean? So everybody wanted number four. <laughs> Sorry, but so yeah, that was originally supposed to be a double album, and I just separated it. Yeah, because like now people call it a double album, 20 songs. It's like, Oh, you go back and listen to Thugged Out, I bet you don't lose their mind about how much sound is on that. Uh, yeah, I come from doing like a fucking at least a 20 piece, 22, something like that per album. You know what I mean? So uh, on uh, um, on JJ, I was up to like damn near 40 songs. You know what I mean? 30 some songs. I'm like, I got to separate this shit, period. And it's a, it's a double, but we can't put it out at the same time. Music depreciates so fast, people yeah. that they fucking attention span is so slow, so I'd just rather drop it back to back and keep shit fresh, you know? Right. And as for you, Mark, what is your favorite soul album? Now, it could be from the G-Focus era, too. Hey, man, uh, probably the, the, the one that came out this year, uh, The Rise of Sox Heisenberg, because I got to, I got to, uh, a few dreams came true on that one. I went bar for bar with King Crooked, you know what I'm saying? That was always a dream. You dig what I'm saying? I always wanted to shoot a video in the Detroit Coney Island. So I shot one with my guy Swifty McVeigh. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then uh and uh the opening track uh with one of my favorite artists speech. You you know what I'm saying? Like so it it really like as far as like developing myself as an artist, I felt like that was the album that allowed me the opportunity to really start saying shit that I want to say. You, you know what I'm saying in this particular brand. Completely completely produced by my guy Clint Taylor. Shout out to Clint Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I feel like I found myself. I feel like I found myself creatively in that album. I got I got albums where every song is an R&B song. I got you heard my shit. You know what I mean? Like I got my like my music be all over the place. But that that particular and, and, album. And Kendrick, and Drake. Sorry, it's to say that. And that that particular album, I just feel like it just really. Uh, and shout shout out to King Crook too, man. I I, I don't I don't bring him up enough. He showed me a lot of love. You dig what I'm saying? He didn't have to either. You know what I mean? I did a lot of music with him, his brothers. I've been on a couple of his albums. You know what I'm saying? He take music for me all of the time, man. He he carried me to Royce. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like he did a lot of shit that he didn't have to do either, either too, man. So shout out to King Crook. That's how I found you. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have been mad. I probably would have been finding you like now. It's like, yo, who is Mark Sarks? Yeah. So like... Yeah. So, so I don't know if uh, Raz, Swift, or Yuck ever heard this album by Mark, but it's called Title By Me. Uh, uh -huh. You're go listen to that. Yo, I love that album by Mark. That's, I gotta check it out. That's, that's before he went as D, uh, MLK Sucks. He went by Defocus. So yeah, sorry, Mark. It's, I got like, to say how it is. It's all good, bro. <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm, all glad, right. I'm glad, glad you like something, man. I'll take it. 
Oh, you know, yeah, I, I like most of your stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's all good. So it's all good. Messing with you, bro. I won't hold you guys up because I understand everyone's time is sacred now, too. I just have a couple more questions now. Um, when you guys are coming into this project now, too, because I noticed that you guys did um, a release party for that now, too. So you guys are really treating this like as a because, like, you know how most people that come together for an album and they just throw it out there. No promotion, no like album release and stuff like that. What made you guys want to push this instead of just like throw it out? Oh, uh, no, I just thought that, that, you know, this is a superior uh, project, man. I just think, you know, uh, we have, we live in a highly competitive uh, world. Everybody's competing for your attention. And uh, unfortunately, if you don't try to bring awareness, a lot of amazing things get overlooked. Um, and and, and I, I, I equate any songs into, like, kids. You know, the same way Swifty was saying, like, it's like picking, trying to pick your favorite child. But it's even more than that because every song is a child. It's not an album. It's all these experiences, time, energy, resources, um, artwork, mixing, mastering. So-and-so played the guitar on it. So-and-so asked me to come all the way over from L.A. to fucking spend my time and energy to write on it. So all that shit means something. And then... You know, we live in a world where motherfuckers act like that ain't worth even looking at it on YouTube. It's a slap in the fucking face. And so we got to fight for that to remind them this is a lot of fucking people coming together to do something amazing. And and, and we have to fight for it. And so that's why I think we, I'll I speak for self. That's why I, you know, I want to push the awareness on this record because if we don't, Azar doesn't just happen because it just randomly goes viral. Nobody randomly goes viral anymore. You got to, yeah. you know, super stupid normally is how you go viral. So we got to take the time to say, hey, man, this is worthwhile. And with that being said, that's how you create nostalgia. You got to bring people to a place where they experience something and they associate it with a record now because they're audio visually stimulated. They don't just listen to good music and say, that's a good song. They need extra shit to get them to even understand that this is incredible music but that a lot of people took the time to give their energy towards. Do you think, like, the rise of Gazelle that got people paying attention more to the actual lyrics and the beat? Um, possibly. I think, I think it's a combination of both, like, them, but also, I, I, like I always say, man, Big Daddy Kane and, and KRS One and, and, and the locks and, and they opened the floodgates. Like everybody want to hear bars right now. Like literally, I'm talking about little fans. Like Griselda has a has a real hardcore hip hop fan base. And you know what I mean, gangster fan base. But I'm talking about them little kids that never seen Jay to get down like that. That never seen like Who shot your freestyle? They thought never, that was ever in they, yeah, ever in their life. Like they want bars now. Everybody ain't, you know what I mean? They want fucking bars. So it just opened the floodgates for us to do what we're doing right now. Period. Everybody want to hear some fucking lyrics. And we dope lyricists, nigga. Period. Straight up. All of us. Word. Lucha, now, brother. Now um, I got one more question for y'all each. And then we're we're end this now. Um, it'll be Marks will be different because he's a man of mystery, man. I just heard the other day he used to work with young thug, and I was like, whoa, like. This guy, like, just, he's full of surprise. I don't listen to Young Thug, but I know how big he is in the industry. So um, when we get into this now, too, can we get a crazy tour story from each of you? 
Like just like sure. a fucked up to a story like that, like you guys never shared before. Like it could be like something that like like how how Raz Cas, you remember when Al Gatwin did the game Macaulay Culkin show? Like something like that. <laughs> Can't think of that because I'm getting trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like when you when you talk about these tour stories, you are putting somebody's business on blast, literally. So you don't want to, you know what I mean, rub somebody right. wrong wrong way. You know what right. I mean? So I, I, I decline on that one. You know what I mean? Because I got so many industry dudes that done fucked up. You know what I mean? And I, oh, it, it go bad. It, it could turn back to yuck mouth beating with somebody. So we don't need uh, that, man. I got, I got, I got to a story, man. It's not a story, but it's like an, inc an incident that happened on tour, man. We had an after party in Amsterdam, and uh, Proof, Proof was supposed to perform on stage, and he wanted me to perform on stage with him that night. And it was super packed in this motherfucking place, man. So it was so packed to where we on a balcony of the place and it would have literally took us several minutes to get on stage, walking past people to get on stage and Proof wasn't going to be able to make it on stage on time. It was time for him to get on. And he just couldn't, he wasn't going to make it. So we up on this high-ass balcony and we see this big-ass, thick-ass cathedral pole it looked like one of them motherfucking poles in italy big round cement block pole and shit so proof was like yo man i ain't gonna make it on stage man i'm on this motherfucking balcony i'm gonna be late so he was like fuck it nigga he jumped off the motherfucking balcony and grabbed this motherfucking pole the whole body holding this motherfucking pole and shit nigga i was scared as fuck because he was about to fall and fall flat on that motherfucking face or back and he would have had to go to the hospital with his bones broke. Wow. Fucking right. So I was like, Pete, what the fuck you doing, man? What the fuck you doing? I said, man, fuck it. I jumped off the pole, too, and grabbed that motherfucker. <laughs> so both of us on the pole like this. <laughs> sliding down this motherfucking pole like. What the, the fuck? Crowd, the crowd looked up at us, and the motherfucking spotlight was like, oh. So that was our intro to the stage. Damn. Pole. Nigga, my arms and thighs, nigga, was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, nigga, the rug burn was extreme, nigga. <laughs> Dog, my thighs and arms was on fire coming out of that motherfucking nigga. I ain't never held on to nothing that tight in my motherfucking life, dog. <laughs> but, it, you know, that 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 lick, licking weed out there in Amsterdam, dog. Oh, that yeah. Shit. We could have killed that motherfucker self trying to get on stage for the people. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, man. But it's like a blur, man. We don't went on so many tours, man. Stories is like a motherfucking blur, man. It's, it, you know. You were living at the moment at the time, I understand. It, absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know. And I had this thing where I always thought looking out for Pete. Because Pete, man, he lived his life to the fullest, man. So whenever yeah. he and motherfuckers was around him like, yo, all right, fuck it. I was the one who stood behind to try to make sure he didn't do, didn't go overboard and shit. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Because he lived his life to the motherfucking fullest. So, but my stupid ass jumped on that motherfucking pole with him, nigga. We would have been. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all niggas was on some MacGyver shit, man. The show must go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so I might have worded it wrong for you, Yuck. So, like, what's, like, the craziest, like, tourist set that you ever did? Like, did you have, like, a Ferris wheel or, like, a full-on, like, building, like, a house, like, in the stage? Like, what's something like that that you got to do in your career? I got I got a tour story that's fucking crazy. Uh, my bad, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I got to get out of here, man. I just want to say what love to all y'all, man. 
All right, well, yeah, salute, Raz. Salute you, Razzy. Have some game for me. Man, be safe. Peace. Now, I just got one real quick. It wasn't it wasn't a bad thing, you know what I mean? But it, it fucked my mind up because I didn't know what was going on. So we got the show with Tech Nine, <laughs> and um, it's a Juggalo event. So you know the Juggalos. I ain't never performed at a Juggalo. Event. Those got crazy. Oh, them shits is crazy. So <laughs> we get on stage and they throwing shit. Oh, yo, they, like, oh, they don't they don't like us, man. They throwing shit. That's how they and get they down. Big ass, they threw a big ass two two lead on stage, and that motherfucker stayed open. Like I mean, it didn't bust. So we grabbed that motherfucker, threw it back, and hit a nigga in the head. Blah! They grabbed it, thinking that somebody in the back threw it at him. They threw it at somebody in the back. That motherfucker was frisbeeing all across the crowd, hit motherfuckers in the head. So I'm like, damn, they don't like us, right? So we do five on the shit. We leave. They like, ah! they going crazy. I'm like, that was weird. And then Tech get on stage. They throwing shit at Tech. I'm like, oh, that's how they get down. They just throw shit on stage. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, somebody throw something at you on stage. You think, nigga, boo, they don't like you. Yeah. Man, this is what they do. They throwing two liters, all types of heavy shit bottles that can fuck you up. Taking them guys in this shit. They doing they moves, him and Chris Calico. I'm like, so everybody get this shit. I just thought they were throwing shit at us. But them yeah. juggalos, man, I didn't understand that shit. I was ready to go in the crowd and fuck somebody up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that's how the juggalos get down. I straight up forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, Swifty, didn't, didn't you do a juggalo event in Calgary with D12 before? Probably. Pro yeah, yeah, yeah. And we actually we actually uh went on a roll with uh Tech Nine and um Chris Calico. Yeah, so uh we went on a roll with them a couple times. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure we yeah, we did. All right. Now uh, now this was a full juggalo fair. Like motherfuckers and flew all around the world to do this shit. This is like uh yeah, everybody flew in. Everybody looking like the Raiders, uh the black hole with all the shoulder spikes and shit on the big shits, painted faces, kiss, nigga got the kiss boots on. It was crazy, nigga. It's real. Like, it's a festival they do every year. I don't even know the name for it, but I know they do it every year. That's huge in Calgary now, too, where I'm from. But yeah, now, we, we, we performed at that. But uh, for Moak now, too, uh, you know, uh, look, listen back to all the interviews, you know, I never got a Japan story. I've never got some of that legendary story that you shared on another platform. So I was just wondering, I was like, could you give us, like, a story of, like, how you were working with, like, Young Thug? Or I have written down something else you were working with that blew my mind. Oh, actually... Can you tell us how your studio was such a run of Ludacris? Oh man, I was there with Ko, um, playing some beats for the the album that he remember that song he had. How low can you go? Oh, that was the, off of um, uh, Theater of the Mind. No, no, Battle yeah. of the Sexes. That that was the first song he recorded for that album. We was there like right at the beginning. Like, nah, he was cool. Like, like it, it really wasn't. It really wasn't anything to tell. You know, said we wanted that place and beats. He picked a few, and that was it. But I got, I got, I got one story. I got one story. All right. In 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 Japan, I told you I used to have a label, and I had an artist sign, a Japanese artist signed to me, and and we was we was literally driving through um, North Japan, going to different venues and whatever. And what I didn't know was is how in America we just got regular hotels and shit. You go to a hotel, you go to your room, or you share a room or whatever. But over there, when you when you driving through the um, the countryside there are no hotels they got these things called onsens uh hot springs and shit like that right and so <laughs> and so when you and and you can book them 
during the day, just for a few hours. Like you don't even have, you know, I hear you, you know what I'm saying? Check in is at three, you out by 11. Nah, you could go to these places and just pay to be there for four or five hours. And what they are is just open spaces. They just open spaces. So, so you, you, you pay to get in and it's a big open room and this motherfucker is just laid out on the floor. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that ain't the funny part. The funny part is ain't no showers. All it is is an open bath, right? <laughs> all, it is, all it is is the open hot spring. So me, me and my two homies, you know what I'm saying? We walk out there and shit. <laughs> we had to get ass naked like together and get in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, <laughs> in this uh, and then <laughs> it was the only way you could, it was the only way you could clean up. Like, like that TMI, my up. nigga. TMI. <laughs> I, I, bro, I had no idea. I'm like, yo, man, I need, I'm like, yo, bro, I need to take a shower. He was like, shower, you know what I mean? Out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Water smoke. I would have been, been on some street hustling shit. You know, we used to hustle. We used to wear the same clothes for three days in a row, my nigga. I would have been on that, like, fuck it, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> bro, and it was like water smoking and shit. And, and it's like, yo, man, we all, and, and then it's like, the nigga in me is like, yo, man, I'm about to keep my drawers on when I take my clothes off and shit. <laughs> but what the fuck am I going to do with some wet-ass drawers? <laughs> <laughs> what am I do with some wet-ass drawers in the middle of nowhere, bro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. niggas had to disrobe, bro, you know what I'm saying, to sit in the water across, across the lonely, man, ass naked, you know what I'm saying? Just have a... <laughs> It sounds like y'all niggas went to jail for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> niggas is laid out of that's like nigga, that's motherfucking county jail, my nigga. Niggas all laid out on the floor and you only got just one laid out on the tummy mat, bro. Laid out pick up a little pick up a little pillow, man. Find your, your, your space on the tatami mat, my nigga. It just it just you know what I'm saying. And go to sleep, bro. That's all I got. All right. I was not expecting that, but I'll take it. <laughs> all right. So um that's a wow. Like, like I said, I appreciate y'all coming together for this. Uh y'all uh y'all have an incredible body of work, and I really wish that you guys will continue to do something like this with the four of you guys together because I like when well-known veterans and a well-known upcoming artists get together and like give somebody like Mark like a shine because like everybody would know Yuck Mouth, Swift, McVay, or Razzcast but I wonder how much people when they heard this project like who is Mark Sark so over time they will get to know who he is so with that being said um, I want to have you all back solely we can build smoke build a ship and have plenty of laughs but until then though um, do you guys have any last words before I let you all go? Yeah, go to lslmusic.com to cop all the merch, man. You know what I'm saying? Yuck got on, Yuck got on the piece right now. You know what I'm saying? Bye-bye. Uh, here's the jacket right here, the hat. Right. And on the back, man, lslmusic.com. Go string the album. Long story long, it presents Rise, Kaj, Yuck, Mouth, Sweet to McVeigh, and MRK Sex, man. What he said. And what he said. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. And then also, don't forget, well, I'll shout you guys out to you. Don't forget, uh, subscribe to my guy, Yuck Mouth TV, the Yuck Letterman. And then don't forget, Swifty, Swifty McVeigh, Detroit Lifestyles clothing brand. Make sure y'all support my guys. 
And uh, y'all be safe out there. And like I said, I appreciate y'all for doing this. Y'all stay safe. And congrats on the album, gents. Thank you, man. Thank you, homie. And I love my brothers. Y'all stay safe out there, man. I'll holler at y'all. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and connect again. Yeah, I'm listening to y'all the uh, the track after I get done with it tonight, man. I can't wait. Follow my nigga, but watch this. (laughs) I can't wait. Can't wait. My God.